Hello gals and girls, my name is Maya and I'll be your host for this episode of Ghostcast. Here on Ghostcast, we talk to creators from all walks of life, from music to film, art to drama. They tell us about their stories and their style, as well as their hardships from making their name. You can find my socials, Patreon, and ways to support Ghostcast over on my website at ghostcast.mailchimpsites.com. Enjoy the episode. So, there are many women that have inspired me throughout my lifetime. Singers and writers, family and friends. However, our guest this episode is she has went absolutely above and beyond anybody I've ever known. Without me being biased, this is of course an unbiased podcast. And she may be the reason that Ghostcast is here today. Upon meeting in Girls Rock Glasgow, her and I have shared a love of the arts and the unknown and a really odd sense of humor to be honest um she was around for helping me record my first ep when i was about 14 in her bedroom um god help her family <laughs> it was <laughs> it was a choice um so celebrating a good few years of our friendship and her brand new ep coming out a week today it is my absolute pleasure to introduce daisy harris Hi. Oh, hey could you tell us a bit more about what you do daisy yeah so i'm uh hi i'm daisy my pronouns are she her um i live in manchester um because i'm studying drama at the university of manchester um but i'm from originally from helensborough on the west coast of scotland um live there for most of my life and um, I do a bit of everything really. So I write poetry, I make music, and I love acting. I've been acting in various like short films and stuff um, since I was 16, and in loads of plays and stuff since I was 11. So I just kind of do a bit of everything, but I would say, and you know, like visual art and stuff as well. Um, I'm writing prose. I would say that the the main thing that I do is um, acting with a view to one day getting more into filmmaking and um, music. Those are my two like big things. Well, that segues perfectly into my first question. Actually, um, you made a recent video. Your recent music video was for your song Libra, yeah. and you made that by yourself, didn't you? Yeah. How did with, that go? With my with my best friend Tiger, who um, the song was about. She's such a sweetheart. Um, that was amazing. So I've been making films on like like I remember when I was like eight. My parents gave me a flip camera. Who remembers those? And I used to like, <laughs> put it on iMovie, just like random little things. Um, mm. Yeah, so I, uh, Tiger and I are in a social bubble because our houses are two minutes apart in Manchester and I live on my own and um, I said to her like, I really feel like um, this song's about you, I want to make a music video with you but I also want to include my my pet snake, Rowan and what I said to her, (laughs) the pitch was like, I feel like there's so many like women and snakes in like music media, like in music videos but it's so like sexualized like like, yeah. like anaconda and like britney spears and stuff i was like oh man bring it back to like <laughs> wholesome and like you know like really celebrate like like the song was a whole celebration of female friendship and i wanted the video to reflect that so that was just like a lot of fun to like work with her because um you know obviously like being such close friends we get on really well 
um, she was just so willing to support like the ideas that I had and it was so fun to finally have my my pet snake in a video I've been wanting to put her on film for years and it really gave me an opportunity to like combine my love of like filmmaking and film with my love of music and create a whole project around that which was so great yeah listen I'm, I'm totally up for having like a, a wholesome snake advocacy campaign yeah. um <laughs> wholesome snakes in the media yeah, exactly. um so talking about advocacy what current issue affects you most now what is the oh. forefront of social the kind of social scene for you um i've always been a big mental health advocate um because i've mm-hmm. had i have had clinical ocd since i was 10 and anxiety issues um so it's been really important for me to kind of advocate for i was very very fortunate to get treatment from cams and to have therapy and medication that has worked really really well for me um but uh, i'm aware of like how incredibly privileged i am that i was had access to those um and this year moving having moved to manchester from scotland um where the the mental health system in manchester is not anywhere near as kind of well oiled you might say as in scotland you can't get anywhere quite as quickly i've kind of been on the, the other end of it where i can't i couldn't get access to treatment for over a year and I was kind of really struggling um, going from having weekly therapy to having absolutely nothing at all. Um, mm-hmm. And I had a few like experiences kind of trying to get help that were very kind of concerning um, that there just isn't support in place. So like I always want to be doing stuff um, that shows people that there's an other side to the suffering that they're feeling. And you know, like there's a song, the first song on my EP actually was the first song that I ever wrote. I wrote it when I was 15 and it's it's called Common Enemy and it's about anxiety. And it's about the level of horrendous, debilitating anxiety I was feeling at that age. Um, and it's so interesting to listen to it back now because I don't experience anywhere near, I'm very fortunate to not experience anywhere near that level of, of kind of psychological suffering anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I just, I feel terrible for my younger self whenever I listen to it, but I, I think that it's, important that I led with that song so that people can kind of hear that I've got to a different place Um, and Uh it's really important for me to show people that they won't be suffering forever basically but also to help um, advocate for people who who can't get access to these things and you know use whatever voice I have to try and get better access to mental health care for young people specifically. No, no, I agree. And a lot of people don't actually like as someone else that also wrote about like I, I write about mental health. You you were actually a huge part of my mental health journey when I was because you met me when I was very yeah. young and um, you were there when I made uh, self-help, yeah. the self-help EP, which was entirely about mental health. And so you're using creativity as a means to cope in a situation where the system isn't quite a viable option. Yeah. Um, and obviously your new EP, that's for that's songs that you've wrote between the ages of 15 and 19, yeah, yeah. I believe. All, all when I was like an older teenager. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> is, that, is that a coming of age movie in a, in exactly. a record? So, <laughs> so what is the name and the vibe of your new so the EP? Name, the name of the EP is Final Girl. Um, I still can't really remember where that came from, but in 2019 when I was first... It's so thank cool. You, when I was first kind of thinking like oh, maybe I should make like an album or something. I was like, what would I name it? And I'm a big, you know, like a big film person. I study film as part of my course. I am like in the filmmaking society. I have like a big group of friends and we, we just make films together. 
and like the final girl trope is like so interesting it's like a double-edged sword between like mm. misogyny but also it could like link to female empowerment if you look at it that way i don't know i just think it's mm. a really cool um phrase and i was like i want to yeah i want to name the ep final girl or I, and then like two years later when i finally got around to actually make it i was kind of thinking like yeah um i've always kind of do that. Stuck. let's yeah. let's let's use final girl yeah so for for listeners that aren't quite as big film buffs as us could you explain what the final girl trope is and how that has made such an impact on your ep yeah so um the final girl trope is in horror films specifically in slasher films um when you have say you have like a classic slasher film with a group of teenagers people like film theorists uh, and film critics began to notice that there was a pattern emerging which was that there would always be one surviving character and it would always be like a teenage girl um or you mm-hmm. know it'd always be a female character because the idea is that that the film industry is never quite brutal enough to kill all the women in the film so um <laughs> that trope like to to some extent it is a very misogynistic trope and i feel like i can kind mm-hmm. of recognize that but also that there's like something the the contemporary final girls we're starting to see more of an emergence of of women who survive of their own accord and not because the film yeah you know like you think about um the one example i always use is addy from us um yeah she's great she's like you know she's a final girl but she's also a mother and there's something oh us so, gives me I chills love man. i love us i cried the first time i watched it i was just like this beautiful and like i i you know there's very there's actually you know very few horror films that i think oh my god this made me feel things the way that like a drama would but us really did yeah and um yeah she's she might be my favorite and like Coraline maybe i always say the one i always say <laughs> is amy dunn from gone girl she doesn't technically count but i uh, can i swear oh that I that take, is an, another performance in its own yes. no think, you I can you totally can fucking icon i love rosemary <laughs> pike to death and i love that film. my favorite yeah of course maybe my favorite film um that and Coraline, and like yeah i just think that that like this idea of yeah like final girls are becoming diverse strong interesting women and they're not necessarily yeah. the good guys anymore you know they're not the they're like uncorruptible it's like um they're not the defenseless she's essentially a villain Mm -hmm. and but she finds her power through that and i think that that's really interesting so i don't know i just i like the way the words sounded together and i like it sounds awesome it does i thought that was a great a good thing it's it's honestly as soon as because obviously i knew i knew what it was prior to this interview but as soon as i was like what's the name you're like final girl i was like shit that's so cool um so obviously when we're talking about um how you stylize your creativity and you've brought up um how you're inspired by film how would you describe your personal style when it comes to creativity in itself so like obviously you write poetry and you said that you um you're getting filmmaking stuff but what is your style personally that could be like the way you dress or the way you kind of express yourself like so yeah personally like my style is a big mix of like I would say that like I feel like I really develop from what I listen to and what I watch and um mm-hmm. you know I just feel like a lot of the time I'm like oh my god I'm like a bit of a thief like I'll just kind of copy things but <laughs> I also find it really interesting and I have a friend who, who makes films and they're like no I never I never want there to be recognizable references in my work and I I'm just the complete opposite like I would rather you know someone kind of come up to me and say oh you're like dressed like this person 
I'll be like, yes, thank mm-hmm. you, because I think that like my personality <laughs> is like an evolution of of stuff that I like and should reflect that. So like, yeah, like, sure. You know, like my style icons are probably like Harry Styles, big one. Um, of course. Um, is one that I really, I really love her style and her music is amazing. She's one of my favorite artists ever. Maggie Rogers, like, yeah, like a big. I'm always like inspired by powerful kind of gender non-conforming people and things like that. I just, yeah, I think I, I try to kind of make a statement with with the way that I dress. Um, it's but super yeah, cool. like kind of reflect the the people that have inspired me. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it's. I mean, those are some icons in themselves. Yeah. To be honest, to have like, especially. I think I don't think I've ever met um, an old person in the indie scene that isn't inspired like style wise by oh, Harry yeah. Styles. <laughs> it's fantastic. good. It's good that I'm not alone in that. <laughs> it's good that I'm not alone in that at all. So you were talking about um, how you've moved from Helensburgh yeah. to Manchester, and obviously Helensburgh is a lot yeah. smaller than Manchester, and there's. A little less going on. I visited the Helensburgh a couple of times yeah. to come see you, and I, I, although I've never fully been to Manchester, I could say that there is probably a lot less going yeah. on. <laughs> so, how was that change it was, for you? It was bizarre. Like at first, I really um, I didn't hate it. I, I love Manchester. I think Manchester is a beautiful city, and um, it just took a long time to get used to it because um, Helensburgh. You know, like I grew up in Helensburgh is quite rural, really, um, and I grew up on the edge yeah. of town, right next to the woods. Um, surrounded by fields and you know glens and it's so it's It's very beautiful and it's so weird to come from that and go to like the suburbs of a major city very very quickly Mm -hmm. um so it's taken me a long time to like get used to that and to really start to like love manchester and think of manchester as my like my home um but Mm -hmm. yeah it's i feel like that's the big thing is that creatively i was i'm so like inspired by nature and by being out in nature that i can really hear the way that um this the sound of my music has changed since moving here um to reflect yeah. where i am like um a kind of thing that, that i always think of is that when i was little um we would always visit my dad's family in the midlands and we had my dad had a tape player in the car and he would always play one of his mixtapes from the 90s so I always associated mm-hmm. like red brick English suburbia with like 90s alt rock. And so mm-hmm. when I moved to Manchester, I noticed that more of those songs made their way into my like playlists. And it was because I was kind uh-huh. of um, tying those like loose ends from my childhood to what to where I was living because it, you know, the streets look quite mm-hmm. similar, really, um, which is really interesting. Yeah. It's kind of like your soundtrack in your Definitely, city experience. Yeah. Um, it's just when you were talking about like I'm so used to living to, like near glens and stuff, and not suburbs of a city. We've like traded yeah, places essentially because so obviously I've just moved. I've moved house, and I'm so close to like nature and like um, a res- massive yeah. reservoir. We've got like tons to see of trees if, like, and stuff. Changes. I, you know, I, I genuinely think it might. Ever since like moving out here, I think. I've gotten more into my passions. I've kind of gotten more assertive about oh, what sick. I want to do, hence why Ghostcast yeah, yeah. came around. Um, so that's how this is where it is. Um, I mean, I, <laughs> I could start doing a nature yeah. podcast and probably get like hosier oh, on it or something. I but just because like it's been getting towards just spring, like, I'm, like the... yeah, getting into that. 
I'll just be like, Jose, this is not an interview. You just have to play a guitar in the forest exactly. for half an hour. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what that's. Give the people yes, what they Jose. want. <laughs> so, again, Jose is one of my favorite artists, but if you could write or perform with anybody, alive or dead, oh who um, would it be? Harriet Wheeler from the Sundays. I love Ooh, the Sundays. They're my favorite okay. band ever. Um, big one that my mum passed down to me, and I love them like i've always wanted to like they're kind of where i base my sound around um and i think that their mm -hmm. lyrics are phenomenal um that being said there are so many great artists that are like working like swim school is a scottish i love swim school i love swim school i would love to do something with swim school um i would they're love awesome. to do something with hatchy who's this amazing australian artist just like loads and loads mm -hmm. of amazing like contemporary kind of shoegaze musicians I would love to work with, but equally, yeah. I would love to do like a folk album with like Johnny Flynn or Laura Veers, one of these mm -hmm. like amazing folk icons. Yeah, that'd be that'd be so sick. And obviously, like I would love to have a conversation with like Bieber Doobie or Maggie Rogers or one of these cool women. But yeah, um, yeah no, I would love to write with the Sundays. I honestly think that there's this question's so hard because. There's so many people you mm -hmm. want to do so many different things with. Like you want to perform with oh, some people, yeah. you want to write with some people, you want to talk to some people, and it's that way where you can just never choose. I so I hate to ask the question because I'm the I exact have, have same. That, so I just, like, don't know how to narrow it down. <laughs> so many answers, exactly. not enough time. Um, yeah. So obviously, moving to Manchester from Scotland, the scene is going to have a major yeah. shift. And with that, have you discovered any new like favorite bands in the local scene oh, at God. all? Oh um, God, not specifically favorite bands, but I've made some great friends. Um, my friend uh, Wanda, yeah. who is from Anyone's Ghost, um, who I believe has a record out this year. She is so talented and she's so sweet and generous and giving. And she um, has kind of taken it upon herself to show me like the open mics and stuff in the area um, and given me so much encouragement. And she's a big reason behind Final Girl releasing um mm -hmm. so look out for her stuff because it's gorgeous she's so so talented um and she has a beautiful voice and a really beautiful lyrical style so yeah i i really love um listening to her whenever i go to open mics so just to remind our listeners there that is wonder from anyone's yeah. ghost from manchester if you're ever about ever looking on your spotify i don't know spotify? if she is um i will need to ask her well, we'll put yeah. them on Spotify. We'll get them on Spotify, Spotify sometime. Exactly. If you're ever hanging about Manchester, again, Wonder from yeah. anyone's ghost. Awesome. So, obviously, with this EP, you said that Wonder was a really yeah. big part of that, and you also said Tiger was yeah, a really I'm big part of it as well. So, what was your process behind your um, So, I kind of um, was really struggling last year, obviously, as, as many people were, um, with... Um, so I, I, I film, I did some filming for a project and then I was really at a loose end that like, oh, I don't have any, no one's giving, casting me in anything, no one's giving me any opportunities. And then I, I did a massive audition that I don't know if I can talk about what that was for, but it was very, very, very exciting. Okay. If I had got that role, it would have <laughs> okay. probably changed my life. Um, but I didn't get it. And I was kind of thinking, oh my God, like, where where do people find these opportunities? And I was kind of thinking, I could create opportunities for myself, and I should, because I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I'm very, very fortunate to have the ability to, to you know, to have the resources to do that, um, to be able to, mm -hmm. to put out music. So I um, 
decided to just sit down and record um some of you know the songs that i really really love and that i've been playing for years um and the songs that i think sound the mm-hmm. most like me and i was i've been dithering for years because i really never wanted to put out an ep i wanted to put out an album what i decided yeah i remember you what saying I decided that yeah. instead was that i was going to put out this ep and then do another ep for all my like folk songs so i've got this ep which is more kind of shoegaze Ooh. dream pop rock type vibe and then my other yeah. one which is kind of folky uh singer songwriter Ooh, <laughs> yeah, Taylor. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> which is coming out later this year um working on that right now and then um i will do an album after that uh, oh i'm so excited i know i shouldn't be biased on this podcast i know i'm, I'm so, so excited, excited. I hear it. I just, yeah, I'm really um i can't wait to because i've been writing for uh, the last like every every song I've written in like the last six months has been for that rather than for Final Girl because Final Girl was all older stuff and so is the folk songs. So I'm mm-hmm. just you know like I'm beyond ready to record the album stuff, but I can't yet because I need to do the folk album, the folk EP first. Um, and then yeah, no yeah, sure. And then I'll I'll be ready, and then the album will be a mix of like shoegaze, rock, pop, folk. But yeah, I wanted to do those two. So it's essentially it is my debut album, but it's in two EPs. You absolutely oh, amaze me, honestly. And <laughs> so you were talking about, um, like, you came in a lot of loose ends when it came to creating Final Girl, and you felt very down, and you decided to turn that around to make your own opportunities. But as much as that's the upside, what barriers did you kind of face when making Final Girl? This can be both, like, physical and mentally. It's a real, um, like, I never know if what I'm making is good. Specifically, I'm not a particularly confident <laughs> singer. Um, I just, you know, I, I'm aware that I'm, I, I was never a very naturally gifted singer. Um, so I kind of had to teach myself. Um, I went to singing lessons for a while and I also just mm-hmm. taught myself by singing with other people, you know, like you, who are, who are very good singers. Um, and I think that is <laughs> Thank how you, you. Learn, like, intuitively. Um, so it's, you know, like it was very, very difficult. And I sent the, the, the first like draft of Your Eyes, which was the first single off the EP to someone. And they said, oh, I, I just feel like it's a bit boring. Um, and I was like, right, that's it. I, I'm going to abandon it then. And then the next morning I sent it to Tiger and Tiger was like, no, they're, they're, talk- they're chatting shit. Like you need to release this. Yeah. I will not stand I for know, your eyes like, slander. It's, never, like, the, it's the most popular song Absolutely not. so far. It's got five times the streams of all the others. So, um, hey. so they were wrong. Um, but yeah, it's difficult when you know when you reach out for some to someone for like advice or for opinions, and they just give you negativity. And as much as they said like, yeah, this is good. I just feel like it could, it could be better. But I, I didn't want it to sound like their version of what they thought it was good. I wanted to sound like I wanted it to sound, yeah. and it worked, you know, like like I said, it's the most popular single so far, um, and yeah, I really love the finished product. That's so awesome, like, I mean, I'm not, we're not here for backhand compliments, so whoever said that, you're now on the ghost cast and we do not tolerate you. Uh, <laughs> if this, if the ghost cast blows up, they are going to sound like <laughs> such a thing. <laughs> They're going to sound like such a dick. Um, So we've shared a lot of experiences uh, as young creatives. You know, we met at Girls Rock Glasgow. And ever since then, we've been like, basically, we've been best friends. We've been really close friends. And so would you say there's been any particular experience similar to that, similar to our friendship or even in our friendship that has shaped who you are today? 
Um, Memory lane. Like, definitely <laughs> being friends with you has been so great and so influential oh. and, like, so inspiring. Um, particularly because we, like, you are a little bit, you're, you're, more, you're closer to my sister's age than mine. So it feels like kind of mm -hmm. watching, because my sister is very into, I'm incredibly proud of my sister. She's my favorite person in the world. But she is is into vet medicine um, and, you know, sciences and things that I don't really have a grasp on. So it kind of gave me the opportunity to mm -hmm. have that same relationship with someone. But I was able to contribute more because we're into more of the same things. So that's really, you know, like I feel like, mm -hmm. yeah, like being a big sister, both to you and to my sister has been incredibly and it particularly with my sister we we lost our mom last at the end of last year that's been really um yeah no. special to to have that relationship with her during that as well yeah mm -hmm. of course and um you know like i've met your family mm -hmm. i met your mom she, she was, was absolutely yeah. wonderful you can see you can see so much oh, her you. and you and i think there's a lot of experience and a lot to learn there and there's so much that you've yeah. already learned and but i think a particular experience for me um was definitely when we'd recorded that we'd finished up recording <laughs> <Yeah>. the ep <laughs> it wasn't great it wasn't great but we still had fun with it and we decided hey let's just go a big walk we'll go a big walk and we'll run around yeah. and we'll be kids again and that was, that was really so nice. that was really cool it was something that i think it was something that allowed me to learn the kind of that your work ethic doesn't always have to be like constant yeah, like grinding sure. well, and working at it I've been, I, yeah. this is really dumb but i like adopted the like bet fred when the fun stops stops thing this is really dumb but i literally said that to myself and i was like getting frustrated with it or i was like i just want to stop this i'd be like then stop we stop we put the guitar down yeah we pack, all, we pack all the equipment away and we go away and like eat something or watch some of like roswell new mexico or some other dumb big-hearted show uh, or we like listen to a third eye blind yeah. album or something that that will like give us the energy back and then we come back to it we don't mm -hmm. i mean i've been saying we i mean me we don't i don't um I don't <laughs> like pushing and pushing and pushing until it breaks like that's when you end up with something that you're less than happy no, with. Yeah. You want to keep coming back to it. I've already been... Ghostcast has only been around for like two weeks or so and I've already been super guilty of that. Um, there was one night in particular when I was working on a video for YouTube and it's not yet been released and I just... You know, I, w I was cutting things down and I was fixing stuff over and over and my partner, Jack, God <laughs> bless him, he's had to deal with this ever since we moved in together. Um, he's like, okay, right, it's fine. You can't fix yeah. it anymore. That's it's great that you've leave it. To do that. And I just couldn't leave it. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, Jack. Um, Jack is an absolute godsend, and he is so wonderful. We're both creatives. We're both musicians. He's a photographer. He's into yeah. like cameras and shit. <laughs> um, we both have like a shared guitar yeah. collection of like double digits at this point. Um, but it's so good to hear that there is ways of grounding yourself even if it is bet thread yeah. but bet thread does work <laughs> um <laughs> you know yeah. having somebody having someone there to ground you is mm -hmm. super important um especially yeah. in times like now i feel like i would go absolutely insane if i was on my own creating in a pandemic i'd just yeah. lose my mind honestly I, just, I feel like i'm i've discovered that i'm more of an introvert this the last few months living alone in the oh. pandemic and that okay. I, I really enjoy being on my own. Um, but, you know, as much as I love yeah. hanging out with people, 
um it's been really great to kind of have some some real space and to really like feel like i have my life together which is really nice uh-huh she really said final yeah. girl and uh-huh. she went there <laughs> so our absolute yeah. final question um where do you see yourself as a person in five years time that can be mental growth it can be career growth literally anything at all love to this is like a very unrealistic ideal circumstance i would love to be like um working on kind of exciting like working on innovative television um in whatever capacity that is whether that's Uh acting or part of a creative team or whatever um and able to do my music you know able to have the time and the the money to to be able to to do my music on the side um but i would love to be Mm -hmm. yeah to be working in in television i think that with streaming platforms now there's so much potential for innovative tv and making exactly so much variety experiences across mini series and things I would, yeah, I would love to work for like Netflix or something as a showrunner. I think that would be my ideal job. Maybe that might be a bit ambitious for five years, but I would love to be on that road. No, no. Listen, (laughs) I don't know if you see my five-year plan for um, Ghostcast, but I I was like, I want to get a podcast award. (laughs) Don't know why. I've not even got a category for it. I'm like, I just want one. Why not? Oh. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I'll probably exactly. just make one eventually. <laughs> I'll just be like, here's my little trophy made out of tinfoil and falling apart, but it's mine. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you so sick. much for coming on Ghostcast, Daisy. Well, folks, there you have it. Another episode of Ghostcast is in your ears and on your airwaves. Thank you so much to Daisy Harris for jumping on and having a chat with me. It was awesome. If you want to keep up to date with Ghostcast, you can find everything you need to know over on ghostcast.mailchimpsites.com. You'll find socials, art, updates, ways to support us, and even our girl feed. Don't know what that is? Go find out. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode of Ghostcast. Bye for now.